This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, this is episode 300. Who would have thought... We are here and we are live on Pulse95 Radio with your boy Omar Duri. Thank you very much for being part of this journey. And I can't wait to share this episode with you because you have been such an integral part of this journey. Thank you so much to every guest, every person listening, every person following, every person sending comments in. Really, really appreciate it. And who better than to have an absolute legend on the show? Brian Keane is a best-selling author of The Fitness Mindset and Rewire Your Mindset, a legend in the industry. And an absolute honor to have him on my 300th show. He's one of the best fitness and nutrition coaches in the world. And he's live with us here on Pulse 95 on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are live and we're live on the Halftime Show episode 300. And who better than to have the legend himself, Brian Keane, is in the building. What's up, Brian? What's up, Omar? Can I wait to chat, mate? Long time overdue. You, you know, we were talking off air and we were saying we were supposed to do this pre-COVID. You know, and the fact that we, we've we've forwarded time, we've obviously you've had a lot of success. You've had a second book as well. Man, talk to me about how all that's been for you. Yeah, so um, I think it's been a, a, a little bit of a... Uh, turn on the sound, Omar, because uh, background noise there. I can't hear, can't hear anything else but the noise. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, so I've been really fortunate over the last while. Like we were saying that we would hopefully get together at some point when I'm in Dubai. Um, but because of the way the world has been over the last 18 months, um, well, I, mean, I, I actually need to really turn down your sound. Um, it's, it's, it's a bit overpowering on my side here. Um, yo, so yeah, so the last 18 months have been really, really good. I had the second book out, um, Rewire Your Mindset, a copy that I sent you several times that had it bounced <laughs> back. Because every time it goes to the UAE, it's like bounces back to me with all these stamps and addresses. I'm like, right, Omar, I'll give it to you in person when I see you. Um, and I spent the last 18 months, I've been writing the third book, which is going to be out at the end of the year, which is a nutrition book. Um, so the last 18 months have been kind of focused on that. You know, I've been blessed, really, mate. Like all my family have been well. You know, my daughter's doing great. The COVID situation has been hard for everybody, of course. But like, I live in the middle of the country, in the middle of Ireland. So if you turned off the news, you know, as long as everyone was healthy and well, you wouldn't know that there was a pandemic going on in the world. So I've been very, very lucky over the last 18 months. But uh, yeah, it's been great. Training away is normal. Writing away is normal. Working away is normal. And just trying to keep the impact that I've been having pre-COVID, keeping people going with their mindset who were struggling during that time. But hopefully we're over the worst of it now and we're coming out the other side. Absolutely. And you're someone that I've been following for a while. One of the things that I admire about yourself is when you found your purpose, when you found your calling, and, and you, you often allude to saying, you know, is your ladder up against the right wall? Talk to me about what that means and how people who are listening can relate to that. Yeah, so when I talk about ladder being up against the right wall, I effectively mean 
get very clear on what your end goal looks like. What's the thing that you want to do? And then the analogy for the ladder works that it's, it's process over outcome. So the language I put on that is just basic, you know, psychology of goal setting, where you focus on the process, what you're doing day to day, and you've got the outcome, you know what you're hitting, looking to do. And the example I use from my books and from my podcasts is, you know, I work in the fitness industry now. I've been very lucky with the books I've written, the courses I've made, the programs. I, I do all my stuff online. But I was a primary school teacher, an elementary school teacher. That was my background. And I came up with that analogy of the ladder against the wrong wall was because I spent years in university, years in college, studying to get a degree. And then I got my first teaching job. And then I'd say an hour or more into my first day, I was like, oh my God, this isn't what I want to do. I was like, I've spent all this time, energy, effort, money, getting a degree in this area that I actually don't really feel that passionate about. And the analogy is the ladder up against the wrong wall. I was climbing and I was just internal vision. I was never asking the question, you know, am I enjoying this process or is this really where I want to go? And I, you know, I was making the decisions based on expectations of others or based on insecurities within myself that if I said I did this thing, I should go and do it and not giving myself permission to change my mind. And as a result of that, I got to the top of that ladder, which is effectively hitting the goal, but realized it was against the wrong wall. And when I talk to people now about their goal setting, whether it's you no know, weight loss or muscle or a endurance event or a business side hustle or a family thing, whatever your goals are, it's like, well, is your ladder up against the right wall? And all that gives you is feedback that what you're doing is right. If you're enjoying that process and it's truly what you want, you can just keep climbing and it becomes this perpetual state of, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm getting closer to my goal every time. And then, you know, the bar moves, the bar moves, you know, you, you hit 100 pound weight loss target and then you decide I'm going to lose 110 pounds, I have more to lose or whatever it is, it's so relative. Um, and you just keep climbing. So that's something I use to this day, Omar, that when I'm setting goals, I will always ask myself in my relationship, my romantic and personal relationship with friends, you know, my daughter, am I being the right the kind of dad I want to be? You know, my goal setting when it comes to endurance events and, you know, muscle building or, or body composition, I'm always asking, is my ladder up against the right wall? Is this really what I want to be doing? Am I enjoying this process? And when that answer comes back, is yes, I just continue to find Yeah, see, that's, that, that sounds exactly because it also shows me that you've obviously been through your trials your tribulations you've been through things it's been tried and tested you've tried things with with uh, with your personal life you tried things with your work you've tried things with your with your fitness goals and it's almost kind of all merged for you to be able to now coach it to people how how different is brian the person to brian the coach it's funny because i think my answer and this has changed over the years omar because I would have said at one point they were very different because the approaches I used were all based on, well, this is what's going to work specific to the person. But then as I reflected on it more, I'm like, well, where are all these two coming from? And I was able to pull it back and go, well, the reason I'm able to give advice on mindset or on business or on fitness is because I've done a lot of it myself. Now also, you're taking it from other people and other resources, you know, listening to podcasts, getting from books, like you're pulling tools and you're pulling techniques based on what you're consuming. You know, tell me what you listen to and read every day. Tell me the information and the people you're around every day. I'll tell you how you think in a year. Like, it's going to give you that input to how you're going to think going forward. And over the years, it's merged closer together just because I really struggle to separate the two now. Like, my content online, you know, and you've said this to me, you've been really kind with the words you've used with me, that how I come across online is how I am. And like, that, that, that's intentional. You know, now, if you ask my closest friend or you ask my, my partner, She'll tell you I'm a scaled down version. She's like, I remember when I met my partner, she told me before and she's like, I thought you were going to be super hyped all the time and there was no chill, no calm. 
And then as she, you know, she told me like six months later, it was like, you're actually really chill. And you know, you can get hyped up when you're excited about things, but you're actually just on a baseline of normal chill. And it's things like that that are different. You know, when I think of Brian Keane fitness versus Brian Keane the person, it's just you're getting it ramped to 11 for the most part when it comes to media or podcast you're recording or videos, you're, you're more high energy. Or when I'm speaking or giving you know, live talks, you're just more high energy where there's very little difference in terms of the advice I offer. It's probably just the energy level of how I distribute the information that's slightly different. Yeah, you guys have to make sure you follow him, especially if you don't follow him already. His content is on point. Right, we're going to take a quick break, play some Aya Nakamura, and we'll be right back after this. Enjoy, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Yes, we are live and we are live on Pulse95 Radio on the Heart of Sharjah and it is episode 300. Yes, yes, we made it. We got there together, folks. And who else? Who else am I going to get on the show than the legend and the man himself, Brian Keane, is joining us today all the way from Ireland. Is that right, Brian? That's right. I'm sitting in my car here in a beautiful sunny day in a heat wave. Um, yeah, and it's just, it, uh, not quite Dubai level heat. <laughs> I was going to say to you, that weather looks good. Is that that's not normally Ireland? Is that? Nah, no, no, no. We've got, we've got a heat wave. Like we've got one of our five or six really hot days of the year. So I'm embracing it now. Well, I'm glad the sun is shining down us here and over there because Brian's someone I've been wanting to get on the show. You know, for a very long time. He was supposed to come on uh, on the show. Actually, we met a couple of years ago now it's been it's been a couple of years between us and um i've followed his success man his content is on point um and i was saying to him off air he is that person that we're speaking to now you know you don't get it half or, or empty it, it's it's something that pretty much is something that when you follow you just feel good about his content you know so i'm, I'm very happy he's on the show now with that we see a lot of things in health well-being fitness uh brian and that's myths um, especially with goal setting and because you've got two fantastic books The Fitness Mindset and Rewire Mindset I'm going to try and debunk that with myths and must-dos in goal setting Talk to me about myths that you often hear as a coach There's so many when it comes to misconceptions and myths that people hold and it depends on the context of the goal generally like when I, when I hear you know I work with a lot of people for weight loss and fat loss and body composition um, and what you'll have and a lot of the myths that I'll get are either a combination of a self-help story that holds people back mixed with say miseducation or consuming the wrong information that's actually basic nutritional principles so you know I'll break down the first one like a, a story you tell yourself is you know I can't lose weight you know I can't build muscle I can't do x y or z I'm like yeah well of course if that's the mindset that you're coming at any given goal with it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy as opposed to flipping it into something as simple as you know how can I versus I can't can open up a whole realm of potential ideas or books or coaches or people who can help you hit your end goal you know it's the talk about it and rewire your mindset it's the reticular activation system it's the neuroscience of your brain targeting towards a specific goal your brain's gps another word for it is like the law of attraction you know it's the the bit more west western side in terms of you know you'll attract what you put, put out there and what you 
think about them and I believe that but there's co- good cognitive neuroscience to back that up so what I'd say is you set the goal first and foremost whatever it is however unrealistic it seems in your mind you set the goal you'll start seeing things that you didn't see before you know the example I would use here is you know Omar I'm wearing a blue t-shirt now a blue Nike t-shirt and you know no affiliation no sponsor <laughs> but I, I have a blue Nike t-shirt and anybody else that's watching this video live that has a similar t-shirt be like oh I have that t-shirt whereas other people wouldn't even recognize it or you could put me into a room with a thousand people and people would see the t-shirt and go I have that one at home that's your reticular activation system that's your brain's GPS focusing on the thing that's relative to you because you have that same t-shirt in your wardrobe at home and that works for goal setting so if you set yourself up a weight loss goal you start seeing gyms everywhere or you start seeing coaches everywhere they were always there but now that you've set the goal you're starting to see these things that were particular but just out of your frame of view in terms of the lens in which you see the world so that's why I tell people to set the goal set them big and you'll start to see things mapping towards that you start seeing things that you didn't see before so that's one side of it the other thing is a misconception around food like that's probably the biggest one I get when people come to me and separate food into good and bad categories like that's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to nutrition like what I tell people is you know a piece of broccoli is not going to save you from a burning building you know and a a chocolate bar is not going to murder you down a back alley like they're they're not good or bad there's no good or bad food there's foods that's high calories and there's food that's low calories there's foods that's high nutrient and foods that are no nutrient and there's a food that's a combination of both and good or bad depends on the context you know somebody would say you know I can't eat chocolate it's really bad it's really fattening and I'd say well is it in a calorie controlled plan you know I'm like if that chocolate bar every day is the thing that keeps you on plan and you look forward to it and your calories are low enough that you can tap into fat stores for fuel you're still going to lose body fat over time 100% you know and you're not going to feel restrictive so when it comes to myths and conceptions that's everything from the the nutritional side to just the mindset side in general and I think that mindset side of the story you tell yourself comes into all different areas I can't start a business I can't find the right partner I can't lose weight I can't build muscle these are all stories you know and my general rule of thumb is if you've learned it or it's a learned behavior then you can unlearn it so those belief systems were learned from whatever your experiences the way you were brought up you know the way you interact with the world but if that's the case you can unlearn them so you're going through a process of unlearning to hit a potential goal so there's lots of different things that I see misconceptions that's just some of them and how long does it take to learn them or make them part of an actual routine rather than you know a lot of people sometimes stop or cut it short I I find that learning things and with the people I've worked with is considerably easier than unlearning and when it comes to learning you could learn something you know, in a, in a day or two. Like I could say something about food to somebody and they grasp it instantly. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I totally get that. You know, the foods aren't good or bad. Mm. Whereas somebody else, the analogy I would give is it's kind of like uh, seeds in the ground versus an oak tree. Like it's so much easier to dig up a seed in the ground when it's just been put down there, i.e. you haven't held that belief system for that long versus, you know, a sapling that's growing. It's going to take a little bit more effort to get that out versus an oak tree, which takes considerably longer. And that's how your habits are. And that's how your belief systems are. The longer you've been thinking something and the longer that you've reinforced that thought process over and over again, the harder it is to change it. So the timeline and the time expectation that you give yourself depends on your starting point. You know, if you've just been consuming some rubbish on Instagram for the last three months, it's going to be easier to unlearn things because once you get the right person or you're working with that person or potentially just consuming their content, you're going to re-educate yourself versus somebody who's been, you know, what I call yo-yo dieting for 
20 years. It's way harder to change their belief systems around food and nutrition because they've been doing it for 20 years. So the change and the mindset shift depends on the starting point and then just giving yourself enough runway of time in terms of the expectation levels because it's not going to happen overnight if you've been doing something or thinking a certain way for the last 10 years. It's going to take longer. So you need to know that on the front end, but at least it gets your ladder up against the right wall with the way you should be thinking. Absolutely. And you mentioned social media there and, and, and having obviously followed your your content, you, you've spoken about like social detox. How important is that to kind of also keeping yourself on track? For me, it's absolutely key. So I do a weekly digital detox. I also do a slight daily one, but a weekly digital detox. So you know this, Omar, when you've messaged me on a Saturday or Sunday and I don't get back to you till Monday (laughs) because I'm not on social media over the weekend. I do a digital detox every weekend for a couple of reasons. One, for me, it's too easy to get stuck down the rabbit hole of social media. And I've... I have a very good relationship with it now, but I didn't once upon a time. Like when I was growing my Instagram first and different social platforms first, I was going in and checking the likes every time someone liked or commented, and I would just get sucked down this rabbit hole. Or worse, I would start scrolling through other people's feeds and go into kind of comparison syndrome. If I saw somebody that was bigger than me or leaner than me or making more money potentially than me or looked that looked happier than me, whatever my value was at the time or wherever I was putting my value system at the time, it would make me feel really bad. And, you know, not realizing that one Instagram and social media is the highlight reel anyways, you're not getting somebody's true reflection on who they are for the most part. You're getting what people want you to see. The example I use is my daughter and my partner. Neither of them are on my social media, you know, and probably two of the closest relationships in my entire life. And they're not on my platform, you know. So it tells you everything you need to know about social media. And for me, the digital detox is very much down to just keeping myself fresh with it. Like I'm pretty good with things like Instagram and getting back to DMs and trying to serve the people who are following me. And I can't do that if I do it seven days a week. It's like training. Like training's brilliant. And I would train seven days a week if I could. But if I did, my training would suffer. You know, so I don't. I train five days a week and I take two rest days. And social media is the same. So I can do it for five days and I reply to people and I'm good with it. And then I take a two-week break or two-day break and I focus on the other things in my life that are a higher priority. My family, having quality time with my daughter, making sure I'm present with my partner, all of these things. And that digital detox, you know, I don't go on for the first hour or two in the morning. I don't go on in the last hour or two at night and then coming off at the weekend allows me to kind of see what actually is valuable in my life versus what I call junk values and checking social media too often um, and it's one thing that has, has reaped a massive benefit for me in my life and I highly recommend people experiment with it for sure especially if you think you're addicted to your phone or you've got some form of social media addiction or you're losing time in the day to it it's definitely worth experimenting with fantastic we're going to take a quick break but listen if you thought that was good there's much more coming from the man himself Brian Keane he's going to be joining me here on the halftime show on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Umar Paduri on pulse 95 oh he loves the fire then the this is the halftime show with Umar Paduri on pulse 95 nice strike It's 
It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Now, on the show, you know we do more than just talk about sports. We talk about what happens behind the scenes. We talk about mental health, gut health, and how important the brain is on the body, performance, mind, body, and soul. And who better than two-time bestseller, fitness mindset, rewired mindset, Brian Keane is in the... I don't know why I want to call him Keno. <laughs> I don't know if you've got that before. You me, Keno. Totally brings me right back to high school. Totally works. <laughs> so, Kino, tell me, um, we've obviously spoken a lot about, you know, myths and must-dos and goal-setting, but I also want to tackle the brain and the importance of it in terms of mental health and something that I'm, I've been very, very fortunate to be able to have this platform to raise awareness out here in the UAE and obviously across the region. With mental health, you know, and you mentioned social detoxing earlier, what kind of things can we do to really enhance that and get the best out of that? Yeah, um, I think when it comes to mental health, it's very much a case of what side are you coming at it from? And, I, and I've spoken in books and on podcasts about my issues with it. You know, I've had cases of like environmental depression where I've like had bad experiences, mostly self-inflicted stuff. Um, but it's been mostly anxiety for me. I used to get panic attacks and anxiety attacks just from that type A personality where your brain is go, 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 and you just can't shut it down. And I think it's important for people to want to identify what their triggers are. You know, for me, social media was one. That's why we talked about the social media earlier. It was a trigger for high anxiety states for me. So removing myself and putting a system around that instead of, you know, just using willpower to come off it where I don't go on it at weekends was something that massively impacted my mental health in a positive way. Other things are obviously going to be the way you eat. You know, your food determines massively how you're going to feel. So like I don't have and I don't tell people to follow my nutritional strategy. Like I follow a, you know, mostly plant-based, lots of whole foods, you know, a little bit of chocolate and alcohol, like drink things I enjoy, but I, I do them in moderation. And that makes me feel so much better in terms of my gut health, which obviously has a massive link, as you mentioned there, when, when it comes to, you've spoken about this on, on the show, the gut health and your, your link to mental health in terms of your serotonin production, etc. So looking at that side and then training, like training for me makes a massive impact on how I feel through the day. You know, running in particular is something that kind of clears my head on top of my HIIT workouts or my weight workouts. But what I would generally say when it comes to mental health, and this sounds, Omar, like complete simplicity, but it's true. And this is what I do in my own life is make a list of all the things that you enjoy and that make you happy and then make another list of all the things that make you miserable and suck your energy and put those people in there as well people who suck your energy those emotional vampires and then make that list spend more time doing the things that make you happy and less time doing the things that make you unhappy like it sounds so simple but I in my early life didn't do it you know I spent way more time with people who I shouldn't have been spending time with doing things that I didn't really enjoy doing and less time doing the things that I did love doing so I think that's a very simple approach that can help a lot of people when it comes to their mental health because different things will impact that for me it's eating well spending high quality time with my family and my loved ones and my inner circle you know making sure I get to work out every day making sure I get to read every day making sure I get to create content every day like that's a big thing for me it's, it's, it's my creative outlet is creating videos or podcasts or writing books and then you know the things that take it away are poor food poor quality sleep being around people who suck my energy or people who are always um you know undermining you with their words and you know sending emotional bullets your way i, I spend less time with those people and then as you will start to see your mental health starts to climb and you, you feel better day to day but you have to do it consistently but it all starts with making that list on the front end as i said it sounds super simple but it's something that i didn't do when i was 24 25 that i would have benefited greatly from doing back then 
And at what point did you realize that it was okay to, you know, be in silence and just be be able to just listen to your own thoughts rather than other people's thoughts, to be able to actually put down on paper these simple things that actually are quite, quite hard to do? Yeah, like for me, it was a combination of building inner confidence and like you build confidence by just repeatedly keeping promises to yourself like that that's it the more times you do it you say you're going to do something whether that's prepping meals or going to the gym or doing a run or you know being present with loved ones you know it goes all the way up on a different scale every time you do that you build confidence with yourself and as I started to do that more often and it helped me a lot in my early 30s a little bit towards my late 20s when I was competing in bodybuilding and fitness model shows because I said I would do those things and they scared the bejesus out of me like I was terrified to do them but then when I did them I got a load of confidence out the other side and the same thing happened when I ran you know Marathon the Saab in, ni- in 2018 and when I ran through the Arctic in 2019 and my first 100 miler in 2020 like they were all goals and you don't have to set those goals like the, it's relative my, my 100 mile ultra marathon is somebody else's five kilometer run so mm-hmm. it's setting a goal and then keeping the promise to yourself that you're going to do the training for that and that builds confidence over time and as you build internal confidence and self-confidence it's easier to start listening to that voice that's in your head versus the external world and again like everything when we talked about this earlier it doesn't happen overnight but as there is a tipping point as you get better with listening to what makes you happy and following that voice inside and blocking out that noise either through social media digital detoxes or not being around those negative people all the time the emotional vampires who are sucking your energy levels you start to get more tuned in with that voice and then after a certain point there'll be a tipping point where that becomes the primary voice and that's what you follow and that's what you listen to so you're just striving for that north star you're striving for that goal but it starts with the small things you can do control the controllables manage your social media consume the right information online spend time doing things that you enjoy and around people that lift you and make you feel better and that all compounds positively over time Ah, he's lifted me already i'm ready to go train now (laughs) 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 right stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show Omar Adouri. Oh, 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 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are live and we're back on the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 Radio. We're almost a full time on the Halftime Show, but hey... Who would have thought we'd even be here? So I'm so grateful for every single person who's listened to the show, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. And for every single person that dropped a comment, a like, or a share on the Instagram live and on the content, thank you, thank you, thank you. As you know, you guys have been my co-host for the whole two years. Now, speaking about host, and he hosts his own podcast, he's got two books, and also he's got one more coming out. But we're going to ask him, Brian, (laughs) we heard you've got one more book coming out. What what is the book about? When is it coming out? And how is it different to the other two fantastic books that you've got? So, yes, thanks so much, Omar. Yeah, so I haven't put any of this on my social yet. People just know that follow me that the book is coming out. Um, we're waiting on the release date but as of now it's um, 
it's titled that the keen edge mastering your mindset for long-term fat loss so it's it's heavy on the nutrition side so all the books that i've written omar are, are based on things that i've been asked a lot by my audience I, I crowdsource a lot of my writing so with the new book it's very heavy on the nutrition side the mindset side of nutrition and how to get your head right on top of the nutritional strategy then to follow that can potentially fit into your lifestyle and i break down all the misconceptions and myths on different diets different food myths that people have and um, so it's very heavy on that side now there's some sleep stuff in there stress stuff in there training stuff in there but it's very very heavy on the nutrition and the mindset side um, as of now it's looking like october november december i haven't got the release date before the end of the year um so yeah i'm really looking forward to hearing how people find that too when it's out amazing looking forward to that but also um brian what i like i was gonna say kino but what i like uh you know kino works <laughs> kino um you also certify and here's the thing uh, when it comes down to the health and fitness industry when it comes down to well-being you know there's so many trainers and coaches out there but what i like about what you do is you offer that knowledge and you really go out there to try and get people on the right track especially that you, you always say you know i don't know everything i'm trying here to help people out my purpose is is to try and educate people and i love that you're doing that tell me more about your courses that you're doing at the moment yeah, so the courses I do, Omar, thanks again, is is the nutrition course is probably the big one at the minute. Um, so we set up a nutrition course. So one of the things that I did when I was qualifying as a nutritionist first, I did sports nutrition first and then went down the, the general population nutrition was I struggled a little bit with the consumption on some of those modules that nutrition is quite difficult in terms of the science, but without context, it makes it very hard to absorb and retain. And what I tried to do with my nutrition course, which helps people and certifies them with, you know, supporting their clients or themselves when it comes to nutrition, is giving the science, but using it in layman's terms and breaking it down and giving the context and examples as to why it fits here. You know, everything from, you know, macronutrient breaks and, and phytochemicals and, and how that works in your body to actually designing your own nutritional plan or nutritional plan for clients and what it needs. Um, so yeah, that course has been really popular with people. Um, I, I do lots of different programs and courses based on what my audience are asking me for. Um, and that's one that's been the most popular recently just because there's a lot of misconceptions online a lot of misconceptions around the education element of what is actual science but you know that what i talk about is science is an opinion isn't an opinion it's, it's you know it's fact based on research and how that research changes but also you need the context like it's going to be the artist in knowing how to apply it and um, so that nutrition course is is one that's been helping people a lot recently top guy man we have reached full time on the halftime show uh, Brian thank you so much man for taking the time out I, I can see you're busy you're even in the car at the moment doing <laughs> <laughs> doing this for us um, really appreciate you you know taking the time out to be on the 300 episode where can we follow you before I let you go uh, Instagram Omar thank you so much again for having me on I really appreciate it it's such an honor to be on for the 300 too so thank you um, at everything that you're doing for those who want to follow me Instagram Brian underscore Keen underscore fitness the podcast is the Brian Keen podcast um, and I'm on everything YouTube, TikTok, Facebook Brian Keen Fitness wherever you like to consume information and he's doing it all guys so please please if you don't follow him already please make sure to follow him he's a top guy and I'm so glad he was part of the 300th episode right now and that is full time remember you can catch it every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday 3 to 4 on the Halftime Show and if you did miss the show you can catch all the podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or if you prefer a visual head over to the YouTube channel and we are there live Brian thank you so much my man I salute you Thank you. Salute you right back, mate. Thank you. Take care, guys. Have a great day. Coming up next is the Afternoon Karak with Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah. Have fun, guys. I'm out. 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm. 